0: Happy holidays, everyone. Fuck you! Pour yourselves a fresh glass of cough syrup, because it's time for part two of the Brainworms (coughs) Holiday Special.
1: Yeah, so I need to make a confession. We're We're doing Monster Girl? Joe, you remember last year when you messaged me and said that someone had, like with a giant butter knife, spread a watery defecation all over your front porch? I do. And you remember how your neighbors also had that same problem? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I am the, the Christmas shit goblin.
0: <laughs> Are you starting a new holiday tradition for the world?
1: I'm starting a new tradition. Not for the world. Just for you and your close neighbors.
0: Just like the my house and the three or four houses near it?
1: I mean, there's the point where I run out of poop. <laughs> you run out of feces, right? <laughs> yes i'm not a fucking psychopath i'm not gonna save my poop for the next like two weeks all right i'm not gonna do that
2: wait does that mean that like wherever joe moves to he's gonna have to knock on his neighbor's doors and say hi i'm required by law to tell you that i'm being followed by a shit goblin and every every holiday every christmas eve i don't think you have to do that not legally yeah they'll make a law for it i don't think they will we need that jurisdiction
1: yeah, so Christmas shit goblin. Right, right. I would like to actually encourage other people to be your own neighborhoods, Christmas shit goblin.
0: Are you trying to like make this a viral thing that the world does?
1: No, I don't like viruses. All right. It's true. We don't like that word so much in the viruses make people sick. This will just hurt people that like the holidays. It'd be a fun drunken activity for people that don't.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's cool.
1: But you'll want to get some candy canes, right? And make, like, a a shape of a candy cane that you could then freeze your urine in. That's, like, the only real gross psychopath prep work you need to do.
2: Nothing else you do is remotely psychopathic.
1: Because when you drop the load on the front porch, you stick the piss icicle of a candy cane shape. You stick that into the turd, right? And then it's it's on the homeowner at that point. Like, if they get out there before the candy cane melts then there's a semi-solid turd that they could just clean up and go about their business. Like, oh, that that crazy shit goblin, you know? <laughs> but if they wait and they get out there too late, then that's why it, it looks like somebody took a butter knife of an enormous size and just right. spread watery feces all over the...
2: Okay, so I have to remark that I, I greatly admire your bowel diligence. Because once I start pooping, I'm kind of like, I'm I'm committed. So the fact that you can start, stop, and then do a task and do that several times. I think that's, that's remarkable.
1: Look, if you want to spread the the holiday joy to more than just one house, you're going to have to tighten it up. You know, you just, you drop out one, put the candy cane in there. I don't do multiple candy canes, you know, like that's gross. right? Right. I just do the one. Right. And it's, that's it's just not for Joe. to
2: do multiple candy canes yeah, in shit goblin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it for is. Joe. So the sure. person that you want to poop on the most, like you want to give the the holiday cheer the most to, that's the person that gets the PP candy cane, right? Right. Everybody else just gets a turd.
0: Have you
1: considered going
0: festive on it, like getting some glitter from the craft store and like sprinkling it on the shit to make it more
1: No, like- that seems inauthentic. If I was going to do that, I would just eat a bunch of glitter.
0: Oh sure, the so night it's, before. It's worked in, right,
1: that way it's it's good and stirred up in the batter. You know what I mean?
2: Right, right. God, you you know what will be really crazy? A shit or glitter mine. What? You eat a explosive material that has a glitter bomb attached to it, and you poop it out so it's encased in shit, and it's rigged on a detonator. And you leave it on someone's porch, and right when they touch it, like the lightest touch, bow, <laughs> there's glitter and poop everywhere.
1: How do you do that? why wouldn't you just fold your poop around the dead and-
2: because it needs to be passed off as a basic
0: turd otherwise they'll know something's up just like the the guy that like fake hit a glitter bomb and like oh the these people keep stealing my mail and this glitter bomb's gonna go off and it turns out they had staged the whole thing.
1: I don't care about this at all.
0: Yeah, that's valid.
1: We're reading more of that stupid fucking book.
0: Yeah, we're reading more The Human Centipede. It's going to be disappointing for everyone Don't involved. Don't
1: read this book. Why Don't are we going it.
2: back to this?
1: Because Joe commits, all right? When he gets it's an true. idea, he fucking commits to it, even if it's a dumb idea. Wait.
0: That's why we've been doing this for like almost two years Shut up, Joe! Quit wait,
1: making excuses for yourself,
2: Joe. Right? So like you, you just you can't wait to get back to the all important "We're not Mexicans" joke commentary. Yeah. Well, you know. What did you think was going to happen?
1: Yeah, I'm starting to think that we're going to need to screen these books that Joe cho- like chooses. Like Joe's going to need to start sending us his picks before we read them, so that we can go through it a little bit, make sure it's not going to be like rapey or racist.
0: Cause... That has happened more than I'd I'd like it to.
1: Welcome
2: to the world of self-publishing.
1: It's true. Are there not weirdos that got published by actual publishing houses that wouldn't allow blatant racism?
2: <laughs> there are Kane. Their names are <laughs> oh god. Uh, is it
1: Simon and Schusters? Is that Simon and Garfunkel? Maybe we should just stop this podcast. Maybe that's what the problem is. <laughs> that would probably help society. <laughs> All right, so we're doing more of the, the human centipede. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Can we just? i put that on the table. I don't want to.
0: Yeah, uh, David is thawing now. In just a moment, he'll be he'll be good and, and heated up, and he'll be ready to read the book.
1: All right, the human centipede is David's thawed out yet?
0: Very nearly. Uh, probably by the time that I remind the listeners to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com, he'll be if ready if you to have go. to.
2: It's very bizarre, though, because I figured he'd be thawed out sooner. I did research for thawing him out, so I got a bunch of hair dryers in there, like from Encino Man.
1: That's a deep cut. Wait, you watched Encino Man as a way to thaw a frozen person out?
2: Yeah, it worked. How the
0: fuck did you guys create me? I just got lucky. Just infinite
1: typewriters.
2: Well, before we started, we watched Weird Science.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You created the horrific thing that I used to be? Using the science of weird science? No, that was that was the foundation. That was the thesis.
2: We then went on to society for more inspiration.
1: Okay, that makes more sense.
2: <laughs> there was a little bit of Reanimator in there. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, we watched Chud, but we didn't
0: learn much from it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'm fucking leaving. I'm, I'm done. I'm not listening. No, to no, this no. Book. You have to. I'm not listening stay to this book. And I'm going into the furnace. I don't. I don't have to do that. You kind of do, actually.
0: Yeah, but you actually do. Like, it's it, there's a whole system. God
1: damn it!
2: It's cute when he thinks he has autonomy.
0: But yeah, go to our dumb website. made um, by dumb people. You can support our all this with your with your money. You
2: can support <laughs> my crack meth addiction.
0: That's not a real thing.
2: I'm hip with the with what the kids are into these days. It's crack meth, right?
0: The kids aren't doing crack and meth. Aren't hip kid? What? Why are you like this? Uh, you can invest in our new cryptocurrency, piss coin. <laughs> it's really taken off. Get them while they're cold. <laughs> <Get them. laughs> uh, we're very stupid.
2: <laughs> invest in our currency and get the piss taken out of you.
0: Mm. Get, get in on the on the ground level of that. David's about ready to to thaw out, so let's fucking do the thing. <laughs>
3: World War III was rumored to have been abandoned over a nice cup of tea in a wedge of Battenberg. Option two was to do what the intruder said, but Jimbo wasn't keen on the idea of willingly getting into the sack since nothing good could possibly come of it.
2: Can't
0: stop World War III without a good cheese grommet.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god, can we please get the walls and grommet solve world politics? Okay, yeah, sure. I just want to see that
3: happen. I mean, me too. I. Yeah, seems good. He was hardly going to be whipped off to some sun-kissed island for a fortnight of mojitos and all-you-can-eat teppanyaki. Jimbo didn't realize he'd already set option three into effect until he was running for the bedroom. "'There's nowhere to hide,' the deep, gruff voice hissed from behind him. "'Nowhere to run.' "'Sissy!' Jimbo said, arriving at the marital bed. "'I found the thing that went clunk!' Dread washed over him as he realized his wife was no longer cowering beneath the covers." She was gone, kaput, as if consumed by the mattress.
2: Did you guys know that kaput is German for broken? I did not. I did not know that. If my friend Mark listens to this, he'll know. He taught me that.
3: Nobody
0: listens to this.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It was an odd thing for a mattress to do, unless it's deathbed, the bed that eats people. (laughs) It was an odd thing for a mattress to do, but this was the land of Christmas, where anything was possible. Don't make this any harder than it has to be, the dark figure said, stepping in through the bedroom door, which was far too small for such a colossal being. And yet it fit anyway, as if its bones contracted and disconnected on one side of the frame and recoupled on the other. It was a rather disturbing thing to watch, like one of those jihadi beheading videos or a Miley Cyrus concert.
0: That's a weird equivalency to make, but sure.
3: Yeah, it's just shitting on Miley. It was 2014. So. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That joke is definitely of its time.
2: Yep, yep. I'm going to go ahead and guess that this author, you know, they've got some views about modern culture and society. Mm-hmm.
0: Dumb sheep listening to pop music. How dare they enjoy things. <laughs> As the world slowly burns down.
3: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Overall, Culture has sort of been a race to the bottom for the last 50, 60 years or so, I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what
3: happens when you make your popular culture just homogenous. Sure, sure.
2: I think deeper than that is when you base the value of your culture on its money value. Mm.
3: Sure. Yeah, it has to appeal to the most number of people, which automatically means that it's going to attempt to appeal to the lowest common denominator. Right. Right. Which, Which will make by it the least interesting. Means that yeah, it's basically Pablum. Right. Now that being said, you know, I unironically enjoy Miley Cyrus.
0: Yeah. Like and and that's, you know, something I've genuinely tried to work on in my
3: later years is like
0: let people enjoy things. You know. Sure. It's hard not to be in a elitist shitbag sometimes.
3: Especially when you're just better than most people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it doesn't make anyone's experience better to be like
3: your, your thing sucks, meh. I've spent the last five or six years or so working very diligently to undo the damage that I did as a gatekeeping asshole. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, let it's... people enjoy things. Exactly.
2: Because, like, what is the real difference here? Because I think what this author is really trying to strike on is what we're talking about, but it's executions poor. So I think the difference is you can say that Miley Cyrus sucks. It doesn't really communicate much but when you say that you know oh this is what's happening in modern culture x y and z and here's why i think it's bad like that's making a point you're communicating information and uh, so i I think that's just that's the real difference
3: yeah i don't know i assume this was just one of those one-off edgelord jokes right (laughs) uh, you know i Not to derail too much, but I read an interesting article the other day. Yeah, don't
0: derail this podcast. (laughs) I I, I
3: couldn't possibly. But like interesting article by a guy who uh, was talking about his struggle with trying to disentangle himself and make up for all the damage that he did by just being a white guy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who specifically was like participating in that sort of really edgelord, we're going to push the edge and do jokes about things that, you know, because we know they're jokes. We we know we're joking about, you know, rape and racism and all of these other horrible things, but uh, the problem is that uh, the rest of the world isn't in on the joke, and it actually Mm -hmm. does cause harm.
0: Right. The South Park school of humor.
3: Right. Which, you know would be something that could work in a world that was actually free of any of those sorts of issues. Exactly, yeah. But wouldn't work because it wouldn't it wouldn't be funny if you didn't have those kinds of issues.
0: Right, and, and yeah, I think that that school of comedy did a lot of damage to culture.
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, I was a big proponent of that kind of thing myself for a long time, but from the same sort of impulse, you know, like you think that, we're past all that and it's okay to joke about it because we know we're just kidding. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's a brain worm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny how like
2: just having a sack gives you so many nefarious points, like going for a walk, but you are carrying a sack and people are like, what's, what's that guy doing? Right? Or you're hanging out in a park, but you have a sack and people are like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah.
0: That is a, yeah. A sack, just a big bag, <laughs> even a garbage bag. As an accessory, does come with a lot of weight. Cane's <sighs> back. Hey, cane's back. Oh, uh, I'm back. Where'd you go? Well, I mean, I, I didn't go anywhere. I've been reading this book for a while, and you just just disappeared. What happened?
1: Well, I heard something. Oh yeah. And I uh, went to investigate, and then I ate it.
3: Was it a fat bastard?
1: Uh, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to describe a person that way. I'm going to say that they definitely had a lot of body mass.
2: Was it wearing red or were you seeing red?
1: Both. I think. (laughs) I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know. So this is the the way I would describe it is I reacted the way that a snake reacts when food is put in front of it. And I (laughs) just bit and constricted and ate. But I have been coughing up. iPads? No. Shut up, Chris. I'm telling a story. I don't need your input. All right.
2: I just want to be included.
1: <laughs> I've been coughing up like reddish cotton, mm. but I can't tell if it's like blood or if it was like cotton fabric. I've also spit up what it looks like two nipple rings. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. And everything kind of tastes like peppermint right I now. I guess we'll can never we know. put
2: in Kane's patch notes that to add an unhingeable jaw. That way we can act like if
0: that benefits no one. No, I agree. It, I think this is a great
1: idea, Chris.
2: If we have that, and Cain eats something important, that means he won't have to chew it, and we can just dissect him later and remove it.
3: Ah, oh, yeah.
1: I think this is a good idea.
3: Okay, all right. Please don't kill me, Jimbo said, climbing onto the bed. It was probably not the best move, considering the thing had just devoured his wife. I'm just an elf, and not even a good one at that. Oh, you're not going to die, the beastly thing said. You're going to evolve. Frowning, Jimbo said... But evolution takes place over the course of centuries with minute changes occurring in each generation. Science facts! (laughs) Yes, awfully tedious process, isn't it? The figure said. So hop in the sack and we can get the show on the road. Jimbo wasn't certain, but he thought he saw a smile beneath its dark hood. Jimbo sighed and lowered himself down over the edge of the bed. As long as there's no death involved, he said... He skulked across the room and was about to leap into the intruder's wide-open sack when he saw her above the door, hanging there like some tiny superhero. Sissy. The bed hadn't swallowed her after all, which was great news, since beds were so damn expensive to replace. Hi-ya! Sissy said, bringing her hand down into a chop as she leapt from the wall.
2: Oh, this this would be infinitely improved if Miss Piggy showed up.
3: Right? Yeah, I could see that.
0: The Muppet version of this book is going to be wild. <laughs>
3: Get into the sack. <laughs> Unfortunately, she hadn't had much practice with home invasions, and the intruder was just so damn big. She bounced off his shoulder, rolled down his arm, and landed upside down in the sack. Jimbo shrugged and smiled sheepishly. Don't worry, sissy, he said. I'm coming too. And with that, he climbed headfirst into the sack. Two pairs of legs kicked and thrashed as the sack's drawstring sealed them in. The figure grinned, for he had his first elves. The ghastly creation was underway, or would be once he got this pair back to his lair. He laughed, and laughed, and coughed a little before laughing some more.
1: That's how I do when I do something evil.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really pretty, uh, pretty much the standard, I think. It's like the invader Zim, in, like
0: laugh and then cough and then laugh. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. Four. This is a public service announcement from the fat, bast, I mean, Santa Claus. All elves are to report to the workshop this morning. Failure to report will result in loss of job, loss of house, loss of pension, loss of respect, and loss of tenure in the land of Christmas. The blizzard is over, people. It's time to get back to work. Finklefoot and Trixie arrived at the workshop early. And yet, not as early as some of the others who were already settling down at their stations with mugs of steaming eggnog. Hot
0: eggnog sounds fucking gross.
3: Yeah.
1: Eggnog in general sounds gross.
3: I like eggnog, okay. I can get down on some, uh, cronog.
1: Ugh, don't, know. that's... <laughs> it sounds like a good <laughs> way to
3: get real
0: vomiting.
1: No, it's just a good way to get real drunk. See, here's the worst part about cronog. Yeah. It's really good. Mm oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah like your brain tells you no right like you hear crow what is uh, old crow and eggnog no way that's disgusting and you're wrong crow nog is really good and it yeah and you just keep drinking it
3: it takes two things that don't taste good if you drink them apart mm-hmm. and makes them good okay
1: although i would argue that sipping old crow is delicious
2: kane do you also do the same thing that I do, where, like, if you put a drink that has alcohol in it that tastes, like, sugary or sweet or, like, a soda that, like, you're done for?
1: No.
3: It just gives me a hangover the next day, mm-hmm. like a really bad one. Yeah, it just feel gross the next day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I need my stuff to have a bitter element or to be really watered down or else bad things happen.
3: <laughs> Mixing dairy and liquor tends to make me throw up. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. You just shouldn't do it. Yep. So now we know that there's just no, uh... Car bombs for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you got to actually drink it down, though. You don't want to look at it.
0: Right. Because of the consistency. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. curdling
3: really Ugh. just puts me off. It's bad. Conveyor belts were already moving, shifting partially completed toys from one section to another. On the radio, an elfish version of Ding Dong Merrily on High played on loop and would continue to play until someone decided to change the tape. It seemed everyone was eager to get back to work, eager to gain back the 72 hours they'd lost, eager to put Christmas back on schedule. I'll see you in 12 hours, Trixie said, kissing her husband tenderly on the cheek. Do you think elfish in this is the same as in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I hope so.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: It'd be great if Lady Galadriel showed up and schooled <laughs> Krampus. Fights Crumpus.
3: I would actually pay to see that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? God, where, where are you on that one, Disney's what if? <laughs>
3: so much wrong with all that. <laughs> just so much. Yeah. A couple of his gang watching from across the room began to laugh, but Finkelfoot didn't care. They could go fuck themselves. When he reached his section, Finkelfoot began assigning the shift's jobs. Rat, I want you on heads, arms, and legs. Nothing gets past you with appendages missing. If there are any dolls or teddies in the reject bin at the end of this shift... I'll make it my personal goal to convince the fat bastard that a career in human Hollywood is all you're cut out for. Yes, boss, Rat said, snapping his feet together and saluting Finklefoot.
2: Do you think that by now their colloquial usage of that would just be like, you better get it right or you're Hollywood? I like
3: that. You're yeah. Hollywood.
2: You're Hollywood.
3: Yeah. I'm going to start using that.
2: <laughs> and it's a double entendre because Hollywood.
3: would. If she could. Yes, boss, Rat said, snapping his feet together and saluting Finklefoot. Shart, Finklefoot said, turning to an elf that had a face only a mother could love. You're on batteries. What's the most important rule about batteries? Shart grinned. I'm to remove them from every third box, thus making it a nightmare for some parents on Christmas morning. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I'm of two minds on the existence of an elf named Shart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just such a crass joke
0: mm-hmm. it sounds like the name of like a punk henchman in
3: an 80s action movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like back in the 80s when you could have a friend uh, a character whose name was boner yeah yeah like, i could <laughs> yeah. see boner and sharp <laughs> being the adventures of boner and sharp. <laughs> <laughs> can we please get
1: that show
2: <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah, well, it has to be boner called and sharp, sharp
1: boners no, no shark bo- boners. Boner and sharp boner. No boner and boner shark. and chart
2: sounds better.
3: <sighs> <sighs> a special Christmas episode.
2: Imagine if there was a magic spell that'll make you shit out your penis.
0: No. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> Get the fuck out.
3: Yeah, not gonna. <laughs> Finklefoot nodded. Gizzo. You'll be on wood construction with me. <laughs> wood. We've got three million plywood cars and planes to put together this morning, another eight million this afternoon. You up to the job? Gizzo pulled a screwdriver from the pocket on the front of his green dungarees. I feel the need, he said. The need for speed. <laughs> Quite where he'd got such a silly line from, Finkelfoot didn't know. Right, the foreman said. That blizzard has royally fucked us over, and it's going to take a miracle to get back on track. Not a miracle per se, just a lot of elbow grease and as few interruptions as possible. Finklefoot, a voice said. It was a beautiful voice, and one with which he was very familiar. Uh-oh. He glanced up to see Mrs. Oh, Claus she leaning comes. sumptuously out, over the railing above. How does one
0: lean sumptuously?
3: You lean forward with your tits hanging out. Ah, okay. I think that's pretty much it, yeah. Sure. Her long red hair tucked behind her ears. She'd gone to town on her makeup, and it didn't take a genius to figure out why. The last three days must have been hell for her, what with being marooned with the fat bastard and the lack of elf-cock. Santa would like to have a word with you. And with that, she was gone. On the workshop floor, a thousand male elves adjusted their erections to a less painful position. Whore, Finklefoot said. She knows exactly what she's doing. I like her, Gizzo said. She does this thing with her mouth, kind of like a suck but a blow at the same time, and it, exclamation point, Binklefoot said, cutting the <laughs> elf off mid-sentence. Sure, It's it's literally just an exclamation point in parentheses.
1: Weird. Okay. This is way less fun than I thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, Kane almost makes Monster Girl's Christmas vampire seem like not a much sure more choosable option now, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate. It might have been,
0: dude, and, dude, I'm not as confident
2: that you are. Look, 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 anime content is a weird incestuous relationship between the consumers and the producers, where they are both trying to, like, they both degrade each other as they go, so there's weird genetic offshoots. I feel like you're yeah, saying more like about
0: yourself Fanfic. anything else. Yeah,
1: that's what I think is happening, too.
2: But, I'm sorry, I didn't, <laughs> you're going to need to speak one at a time. Form a line
3: when criticizing me, please. No, I kind of like the jumble. We're going to form a a human (laughs) centipede. Oh,
0: God. I feel like you're saying more about yourself with what you
1: just said than media.
2: Joe, you've seen like anime garbage.
1: I'm a little disappointed that we haven't just skipped to the human centipede part.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that may, may have been advisable. I thought it was going to happen way sooner.
1: We're on chapter four and nobody's mouth's been sewn to somebody's butthole.
3: I mean, we've already got the kidnapping happening. We're we're well on path here. And again, it's a uh, short
1: novel.
0: The chapters themselves aren't that long. So I don't know.
3: Ah, Finklefoot, my good elf, Santa said as Finklefoot stepped into his office. How good to see you. My, how you've changed. Have you put on height? The fat bastard poured himself a large brandy, something about the way he moved across the office, glass in hand, told Finklefoot it wasn't his first of the morning. Over in the corner, Mrs. Claus threw herself around a pole. Finklefoot couldn't help but notice that one of her breasts had fallen out. On purpose? "'I'd offer you a drink,' Santa said." But you've got a lot of work to get through today, and the last thing we need is something terrible happening to our most productive elf. I want you to fuck my wife while I watch. Ho, 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 felt something akin to pride wash over him. He was, and had been, the most productive elf for nigh on 200 years. In any other profession, that would have been rewarded with a handsome pay rise, or even a promotion. Pay rises, huh? Mm-hmm. But being one of Santa's elves was like being an elephant masturbator. A lot of a lot of hard work with very little in the way of benefits. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: But, wait, what?
3: What a great metaphor. Yeah.
2: Hang on, elephant master. Like, is that is that for the purpose of artificial insemination, or is that just yeah? Or or the alternative is just like you just hire someone like a zoo is just like. What if we just hired someone to give the the elephants hand jobs because we can?
3: Huh. Look, there are really only two purposes I can think of were elephant masturbator either artificial insemination or early on in circuses when they wanted to make sure that the elephants were docile oh uh, yeah yeah sort of thing i don't know i'm a little afraid of the concept
2: <laughs> elephants are very temperamental not in like a bratty child way but like they need freedom
3: right. yeah because they're yeah. giant wild animals and also incredibly intelligent right
2: yes david are they on par or do they exceed dogs
3: i'd say i mean that it it, that depends intelligence is a weird thing yeah and the way that we
0: understand intelligence is very human centric to start with
3: yes which we are starting to move away from right i would say they're as intelligent as elephants (laughs) good 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 answer (laughs) what's this about sir finkelfoot said I've got a lot of work to be getting on with, and he trailed off, suddenly mesmerized by the stripping Mrs. Claus in the corner of the room. Well, Santa said, sipping at his brandy, I was just wondering if you and your gang would like to put in a few extra shifts, say, twelve of them, you know, just to get things back on track? Finklefoot grimaced. Twelve extra shifts, he said, on top of what we're already doing? That's right, Santa said, to catch up, so to speak. But that would mean working solidly around the clock until Christmas Eve, Finklefoot frowned. Santa laughed like the jolly fat bastard he was. Oh yes, you're right. (laughs) He took another long slug from his glass. Finklefoot watched as the brandy soaked into his boss's silver beard. It's either that or we'll have to ship in some Polish elves, and I know how you all feel about that.
1: What the fuck?
3: They're very good yeah, at not stealing paperclips, Finkelfoot said. Basically, Polish L's equals outsourcing. Yeah. Santa's
0: an evil capitalist in
3: this. hmm mm-hmm. I've heard that too, Santa said with a nod and a smile. So what do you say? Care to pull us out the shit just this once? Just this once? Just this fucking once? It wasn't just this once. It was every year. Every year something went wrong. Every year... Someone fell into the poster paint vat. Every damn year, some fool accidentally put the voice of Osama bin Laden in the tickle me Elmos. Last
2: year, I Rudolph want that had been unable I want to... that as a toy. Yeah, me too, for me.
3: That would be uh, I mean that would be easy enough to do. Yeah. I don't want that at all. It'd be an interesting art project. It
2: would only be like valuable for like you use it a few times and then you're done with it. But ju- just just for the image. It would be an
3: art project, is, is what it is. That's that's an art piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whether or not it's a good art piece is questionable, but it that's what it would become. Sure.
2: It, it actually, and see, t- to make it high art, you give Osama bin Laden's voice to a banana.
3: Yeah, and then tape it to a wall. <laughs> see what you did there. Last year, Rudolph had been unable to pull the sleigh after the other reindeer had j- deemed him worthy of a jolly good buggering. It was always... Something, and this year was no different. We'll do it, Finkelfoot said. What choice did he have? If it wasn't his gang working overtime, it would be someone else's. At least this way, it would be in his hands. He would save Christmas as he always did on his own terms. Or you could kill Santa Claus. Yeah. We kill the fat man.
0: <laughs> Santa gets the guillotine.
2: <laughs> it took me a second, but I that was great.
3: I liked that a lot, David. Thanks. Thanks. Marvelous, Santa said, patting Finklefoot on the top of his head. I knew I could rely on you to make this right. Behind her husband's back, Mrs. Claus twisted her exposed nipple and licked her lips. Finklefoot crossed his legs and said, There will be conditions. Santa, who had been refilling his glass at the Christmas light adorned bar, turned and frowned. My little fellow, you are hardly in any position to barter. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. Make the toys, or star in the next George Lucas blockbuster. Poor Wizzle, Finklefoot thought. He must have been a little ball of sweat wearing that insidious Ewok suit. The next George Lucas blockbuster? Now I know this is fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like that's to me, I get where it's coming from, but this is the bit that takes me out of it. Mm. Because the elves are centuries old. Sure. But the only threat there is, is they get banished to Hollywood. Right. What was the threat before there was Hollywood? This is not the point to to focus on. I mean,
0: there was probably still just we're gonna exile you into the human world,
3: right? Yeah, and then at that point you just became like a jester right, or something. Yeah. Um,
2: what what uh, just real quick to clarify What I meant by that is the book should not focus on this. <laughs> Touch and go. Get to the fucking Crumpus yeah. Wizard
3: thing. Also, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm not super thrilled about the idea that all elves like the, apparently just little people mm-hmm. are in this book's opinion all just elves who have been uh banished from the north pole yeah that's kind of icky yeah i mean you know again it's this Again, and,
2: and this is kind of what I mean by touch and go. Like, if it was just a single comment... But
0: they keep bringing it back. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: before we get
2: to the to the centipede. But it's like, yeah, we're dwelling on
3: it. Right. Poor Wizzle, Finklefoot thought. He must have been a little ball of sweat wearing that insidious Ewok suit.
0: I kind of want to put Chris in an Ewok suit. Same. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chris probably wants I... to go into an Ewok suit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I behave weird when I'm, I'm, I'm in costume. I'm just leaving that alone. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about my high school play, Jackass. Yeah,
1: let's finish this book so that we can
2: stop.
3: We both know that those rules don't apply to me, he said, hoping that he was right. I'm what they call in the trade indispensable. Without me, every Christmas would be another Easter. Just a boring thing with cards and chocolate. And ham. Santa's lips curled ever so slightly into a sneer. Go on, he said. For the next century, no elf is to be banished to the human world. No more Star Wars, no more Harry Potter, no more Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and no more body doubling for Tom Cruise. Elves shouldn't yeah, be ah, treated this like Cruise shit. Short. We're not
2: Mexicans.
1: Yeah, see, uh, I'm good.
0: Yeah, this book's a little edgelordy. Yeah, yep. yep, yep. I'm good. We, we could Scout. be
2: reading Monster Girls right now.
0: Shut Just the fuck sp- up, Chris. We <laughs> really hung up on the fact that we didn't read that Monster Girls. None
1: book. of these books sounded like great, all right? The best one had a very naughty, I you-should-punish-me-looking Santa Claus on the front of it with a trail of people attached to his butthole. That seemed <laughs> like the perfect book. I didn't realize... That the author was this much of a douchebag. Sure.
2: You didn't realize that we were signing up for a goth kid's MySpace dialogue? <laughs> monologue?
1: Goth kid's MySpace? What fucking century you are you know from? You don't know anything <laughs> works.
3: <laughs> Santa scowled. Now, most people are accustomed to the jolly, red-cheeked version of Santa Claus. Christmas cards wouldn't sell quite as well if they featured the expression that he currently wore. <laughs> or a stripper wife. That's all very well and good, Santa said. His eyebrows knitted together. But how else will we punish the slackers? You could try not punishing them, Finkelfoot said. It was a long shot, but worth a try. Three lashes with a thorny tree and a force-fed plate of holly, Santa said. And that's my final offer. Finklefoot sighed. Two lashes and a mince pie with bobble glass in it. Santa smiled. You drive a hard bargain, elf. That's why you're my number one. My Why number do I one feel like you number two.
1: You are my number
3: one guy. Then I'd better get to work.
1: What, no appreciation for my impeccable Jack Palance fucking. It wasn't pretty
3: good, Jack Palance. Yeah. That was, that was good. I, I admit. He turned and headed for the door, unsure how the rest of his gang were going to take the news. Just before he reached the door, though, it flew open, and there stood Ahura the forelady of the jigsaw puzzle section. She looked horrified, as if she'd only just realized she was an elf after years of believing she was human. In the corner, Mrs. Claus threw a hand over her exposed nipple. As much as she loved elves, she wasn't of that persuasion. "'There will be a very good reason as to why you've banged into my office unannounced,' Santa said, crushing a glittery purple ball in his giant hand and allowing the tiny shards to fall through his grasp and sprinkle onto the floor.' Terrible news, Ahura squeaked. Sissy and Jimbo haven't turned up for their shift. Do it squeakier. (laughs) Oh, this is awful. They were on cutting duty. Without them, we're just making cardboard pictures. Santa rolled his eyes. Remind me again, he said. Which ones are Sissy and Jimbo? Small people, Finklefoot said. Pointy ears. Wear a lot of red and green. He was, of course, being sarcastic. But the fat bastard didn't seem to notice. Ah, yes, Jimbo and um, Sissy, small, pointy ears. Yes. He sipped thoughtfully at his brandy while Ahora skipped nervously from one foot to the other in the doorframe. I will have to arrange for someone to pay them a visit. Make sure they're aware that we're back at full steam today. Finklefoot edged slowly toward the door. Finklefoot, Santa said so suddenly that Mrs. Claus almost fell off her pole. Be a good chap and pay a visit to the missing couple before you begin your tremendously tiring shift. Take a thorny tree with you, just in case.
2: Is anyone else's patience running thin with this book?
0: Yeah, I'm getting kind of bored. I'm mostly having fun with our conversation about the book more than I actually am having fun with the book.
3: Finklefoot thought about arguing, but it would be futile. Besides, the walk would do him good. Clear his head, so to speak, before embarking on the mother of all shifts. The absent pair had probably just overslept. Yes, that's all it was. Lazy bastards. Always something, Finkelfoot thought as he pushed past Ahura and headed out onto the steel mezzanine. Always fucking something. It's at the end of the chapter. That, that's the end of the chapter.
0: All right.
3: I think we should just call yeah, I'm, it. Yeah,
0: I'm done with this book. It may or may not get more interesting deeper in, but I don't care
1: yeah i don't think it's going to
3: how many pages was this david uh it doesn't have page numbers but that's 16 percent of the book done
2: i don't really know where the book is going with it but for a book who's like the real selling point is the one thing yeah um yeah i'm
0: not sure hooked.
3: it's taken an awful lot to get to the yeah
2: hook. i can't
0: help but wonder if that's by design
3: what else would there be though like what is there after okay so I'm honestly surprised it started as soon as it did, mm. if I'm being honest, because what is there beyond the, oh, we've sewed mouths to assholes, but in Christmas land. Right. Well, I mean, that's
1: the thing, though. Like That's that's what we're here for, <laughs> right? I, I didn't show up to this party to, you know, hear about how much Santa deserves to have people's mouths sewed to his butthole or like how awful of a person he is. That's not what I wanted. What I wanted is that I wanted it to be almost like a gritty, journalistic approach. <laughs> sure. right? Like I wanted it to be kind of like Santa describes what life was like having the population of the North Pole sewn to his butthole.
2: And also, in terms of shock value books, I was immediately way more hooked with Santa Steps mm-hmm. Out. Yep. just from how quickly Santa was humanized and relatable, I liked Santa and I identify not identified I re- I related sure. to his plight and his struggle and I wanted to see how he dealt with it I'm like what happens. I wanted to see him figure it out
1: like filling out the tooth fairy like an application. <laughs>
2: yeah and like i like
0: unlikable characters can be fun there's tons of media with deeply unpleasant
2: characters
0: right but you have to make those characters interesting either because of or in spite of the fact that they're shitty
2: or you have a human element somewhere around that the reader can attach to
0: and and this book did none of that it was just no it was just a capitalism simulator and
2: I. uh
1: and the guy said edgy things yeah. that were kind of offensive. Isn't
2: it crazy that Santa says shit and he's married to a,
1: a that's pole not dancer? what I was talking about. No, none of that matters.
0: <laughs> what I'm coming to discover, reading, you know, as we read kind of like the bizarro genre for this podcast, is it's kind of an edge lord minefield a lot of the
3: time. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It makes we're sense. We're reading things that were published like. I'm going to go ahead and say Mm -hmm. that none of this would have even tripped our collective radars as offensive in the least Mm -hmm. if we had read it in 2014.
1: Maybe. Disagree.
3: I knew you in 2014.
1: The Mexican comment? You're telling me that wouldn't have been like, whoa, what's going on?
0: Well, I mean, and I'm not defending that line. I'm trying not to devil's advocate.
2: But the point of that line is to draw attention
1: to the most. Because
0: that guy is a shitbag factory foreman. And that's exactly okay. the kind of thing a shitbag factory foreman would think.
1: Right. right. You're not wrong. And you're probably not wrong about me laughing about or not being, at least not being offended about shit.
3: Right. I mean, that was seven years ago. I feel like we've, the world has grown up a lot and a lot of this <laughs> uh, can be dated to 2016 and points after. Sure. Because uh, we suddenly realized for very uh, important and valid reasons that, uh, a lot of the shit that we used to think was funny mm-hmm. just wasn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. South Park humor. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. The day of the edgelord is done, I think really, or at least.
1: I mean, there's those last, <laughs> those holdouts. <laughs>
3: sure. Sure.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. It's just a joke.
1: Can't you take a joke? Yeah. 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 Those holdouts are still there. Can we just stop calling them edgelords and start calling them shitlords?
2: I I feel like I feel like shitlord is a genus. I, I mean, uh, edgelord is a genus of shitlord, <clears throat> it's a branching family, okay, of okay. species. So, all for what it's worth by the way, uh... are shitlords, but not <laughs> right. all shitlords are.
3: Sure, What's up, David? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, for what it's worth, it looks like the Santa peeding really kicks in around chapter eight, yeah. So there's not a whole lot more to go before it starts getting into that. Sure. I mean, we're not doing um, it today. No, no, yeah, we're I'm certainly not, not doing it at all, no. I would imagine. <laughs> but for anybody who's listening to this and is interested.
0: This novel can be had for 99 cents if you want to know how it ends.
3: You know, again, it starts at chapter eight with that, which is not bad in the grand scheme of things.
1: <laughs> There's something that I wanted to say that just kind of popped into my head. Sure. While I, I probably wouldn't have been annoyed or offended by some of the dialogue, like some of the, the pros in this mm-hmm. and it's depictions of people, you know, in general, I would like to state, cause I don't think we clarified that, that that was shitty then too.
3: Oh, for sure. Sure.
1: We just wouldn't have recognized it because we weren't checking our privilege at all.
3: It was still shitty. We were just also shitty. Right.
1: We were shittier. Yeah. (laughs) I'm. I'm still. I'm still pretty garbage. But I feel like instead of being like a several plates of tuna casserole that have been sitting out for three months, gross. I feel like I've I've turned into the type of garbage that's like candy wrappers and maybe like a Doritos bag that's that's empty,
2: and an unhinged jaw.
1: Like I'm not going to bring bugs. (laughs) <laughs> but I do. I, I, I'm unsightly for still. Sure, you sure. know, like that's that's where I'm at.
2: <laughs> Our, the last book you read with the the faces, right? God,
1: it's so boring.
2: David, you you made a comment uh, to me about my severe unwillingness to cooperate with the book. I was pondering over that and you know wondering why is it that we as a, a, a people who ingest stories will let something slide be critical over other things and I was just mulling it over and I think that there is an an element to storytelling which is you can just kind of say the charm it's not related to the quality or the content but just how likable it is or how likable the author is through it Mm -hmm. and I think that can go that that can go a long way like take this exact content but give it to a writer that their writing is just charming or that the way that they write and it's, it's just like, you just, you like it and that can completely change the face of a book. I think there is something to be said, like, okay, so like if two people don't like each other, it's not that one of them's bad and the other is good or anything like that. It's just their personalities don't match. I think that goes the same for stories.
0: Oh, sure. 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 Also, the horror fiction review compared this story to the works of Terry Pratchett, and I don't agree.
2: I take offense to that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I straight up take offense to that. As you said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care for the slut shaming and right. the what from my uh, flipping through appears to be an ongoing running gag about elves not being Mexicans Oh, that wasn't a one-off. They just keep that. No, going. it appears to be a running gag. Okay,
0: glad we're stopping the book here. Quoted yeah.
3: at the beginning, if you recall. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, and then Finklefoot says it when talking to Santa, and then later when uh, we revisit Sissy and Finklefoot. No, no, no. How could
2: you forget Finklefoot? Fing- He's Finkelfoot. an important Jimbo. character. <laughs> could you forget the all-important character of Finklefoot and Jimbo?
3: So Jimbo, at one point, <laughs> when strapped to a table, getting bits of himself attached to Sissy, says that no elves should be treated this way. We're not Mexicans. Oh, good. It's, so it's a, it's, it's a just running a running bag. joke.
2: Okay. Well, okay. So not not even evolving the concept, just the
3: same
0: joke.
2: Just the phrase "We're not Mexicans," which
0: leads me to believe that the writer thought it was very
3: funny.
1: Should he probably still thinks it's funny?
3: Sure, sure. Or thought that people reading it would think that it was funny. Sure, and admittedly in the climate the cultural climate of 2014 that joke would have landed
1: Mm. not humans are shitty
3: when it was just a
0: one-off and it was an unlikable character saying it i was like all right i get it i see what you're trying to do but the fact that they keep coming back to it is not great
2: yeah like it's funny because sometimes when i say a joke and it doesn't land as a joke i'll repeat it Exact in this exact same intonation, Mm -hmm. you know, like as if no one heard it and I'm proud Mm of it because I'm turning myself into the butt of the joke to try and elicit a laugh. But this is doing it not with that context. No,
3: just because it (laughs) thinks it's funny enough to keep doing. Or just to, you know, in a way of trying to indicate that elves are all terrible. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um,
2: Yeah, well, this
1: is shit. (laughs) Also,
2: it seems like it would be incredibly easy for the elves to revolt and screw over Santa. All you would have to do is just like, all the he- all the elves hate Santa, so then it'll be very mm. easy to get them to like. All right, we're just go- we're gonna fabricate reports on our toy progress, and then we're all gonna ditch like five days before Christmas. Good luck getting all your stuff together, and we're bailing. We're we're gone.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it seems super simple to think that if people <laughs> were really upset about the overall working conditions, mm-hmm. and, they could just you know, stop there working. Were more of them than there were the bosses that they could just stop yeah
1: and they could do it in a real fucked up way too like they could do it in a way to where the boss doesn't even realize that shit's a right, right. Like wait till the very last minute make right. sure you've you've got a nice solid plan with all of your co-workers there's a lot of solidarity maybe maybe uh, built up. maybe
0: unite in some kind of way
1: yeah yeah unite in some way and then just stop yep. working like don't even leave the facility be there And maybe even make some signs and just stop working and watch the productivity grind to a halt. Mm -hmm.
3: And then see who has the power. Right. Yep. Yep. I think it's a good idea. Yep. That's the Christmas miracle I'm hoping for. Yep.
2: If you're looking for shocking Christmas material, do Santa steps out, not this.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bah humbug.
1: Fuck your holiday cheer. Uh, We're sorry. Yeah.
0: I got to do
2: that call to action again.
1: Well, just fucking do it. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Don't forget to go to we give where you can support us on Patreon and jump into our funky fresh discord and tell us how you're going to unite the working class. I guess since this, this is the fucking holiday episode, you know, whatever it is you do, or you do or don't celebrate, you know, have fun with it.
3: Enjoy your family. If you enjoy if you them and uh, we'll, we'll see you people next year yeah well um, i'm assuming at least some of us will see at least some of them look
1: you know the saying life comes at you fast i do well death comes at you faster all <sighs> right
3: that's not true in my experience <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's because you're not dead yet david Death is taking I know, a painfully long problem. time to get
2: here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hurry up death come on i'm on a timetable I'm here i'm gonna, gonna push stop <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been a production of Brainworms Podcast. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David combs Kane Magdalen, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is "Hodgepodge Number One" by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listing app. Get
3: into the sack.
1: <laughs> Nobody's mouth and sewn to somebody's butthole?
2: No sharp boners.
3: I want you to fuck my wife while I watch. Ho, ho, ho. Being an elephant masturbator.
1: You
0: are my number one guy.